Welcome to Always Listening, episode 20, as we review The Read. We are your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel, and we are always listening. And we're late, Josh. We're never late. <laughs> we're, we're never late. We're always precisely on the time that we meant to be as, right. a, as a wizard. Uh, that's right. Uh, but no, we, we have uh, skipped a week here, and we apologize for that. But we want you to know, we, we were just sitting around on the couch eating potato chips. Uh, first of all, as mentioned in our last episode, uh, we've been sort of refiguring out how we're going to structure the show and, and move forward and how we're going to put out episodes. In particular, we're trying to build a little extra production time in week to week in between the episodes so that we can do more editing and more post-production on every review. And that should show up in this episode. That should show up definitely in our next episode as we review You Must Remember This. But today we're going to be talking about The Read from host Kid Fury and Crystal. Let me tell you a little bit about it real quick, give you the stats. You can find it at loudspeakersnetwork.com. The show is about an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half and it comes out weekly uh, and we're going to break it down fully by discussing the production values the audio quality the host likability and the content as well as giving you some don't miss moments but before that let's talk a little bit about the listener feedback that we've gotten over the past couple of weeks josh first and foremost we had lots of people give us their opinions on news segments for the show. You know, this is one of the things that we talked about. Should we add in a news segment of the podcast? Should we add in something where people talk about or we talk about what's happening in the world of podcasting? So we got a lot of discussion on both sides of this. First of all, on Twitter, Jamie Moore said, I would love a news segment. If you decide not to because it's already somewhere else, I'd love to know where I can find it. Great work in general. Don Henley on Twitter says, yes, I want a What's Up section. You two are my sole source of podcast-related news. Oh. So there you go. Two two examples there where they really, like really like the idea. I feel like we have failed Don miserably. <laughs> right. On the other side, though, if you go by our Facebook group, which, by the way, you can find us on Facebook by searching Always List. Join the group. I'll approve you. I have to approve you. It's not. It's a closed group, but I'll do that as soon as I see your um, request, and, and then we'll get you in. Uh, but we, we had some other folks that, that said pretty much exactly the opposite thing. Uh, in particular, uh, our buddy uh, behind the I Hate Critics podcast, Bob Zerul. I, I do want to say that so the I Hate Critics podcast did a Star Wars uh, episode for the new Star Wars movie. Yes. Bob's my saving grace. I feel 100% the same way. <laughs> yeah, Bob was not a fan. I am with him all the way. He, he's not real high on Star Wars in general, but this one in particular, again, he's like, you guys are dumb. Again, I am with Bob. Uh, so Bob says, I don't need a what's happening or a news segment, especially if it's going to hinder the show's production. Most of your audience is probably pretty educated in the land of podcasting, so they probably already know anyway. If you have to go to bi-weekly, Go to bi-weekly. I think your plan of playing it by ear and seeing what works is a good one. If this becomes more work than fun, that's no good. So whatever keeps it fun for you will be best for the audience in the long run. Bob meet Don. Don meet Bob. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Bob also says, if the news is something you really want to do and it organically works, then by all means do it. You can always drop it down the line, but don't force it into the show just because you feel like you need to, because as a listener, I don't feel like I need it. So there you go. We've, we've got both sides of this. It's going to be interesting. Here's what I think I'm going to do in the shorthand. What you're going to do. Yeah, what I'm going to do okay. or what we can do. Oh, we can do. Yeah. As you okay. see news headlines about podcasting, you send those to me often in text messages yeah. already. That's happening. We discuss those back and forth. We can continue that same discussion. You and I can do that as well. I'm going to try to make a real habit of posting those sorts of articles and those sorts of headlines in that Facebook group. So... If you go to Facebook.com and search for the Always Listening Podcast Enthusiast Group, you join that group, you're going to be seeing those news headlines, even if you don't find them elsewhere, 
but they're not going to be in the podcast, at least for the immediate future. Right. So we do want to give news to our listeners. And the way that we're going to do that is by creating those discussions in the Facebook group. Absolutely. Uh, On that note, talking about things we did while we were not uh, podcasting on our own show, Josh, uh, we, we have not recorded an episode of Always Listening since our New Year's episode, but we have recorded two different podcast episodes since then. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you and I guest hosted over on uh, Podcasters Group Therapy with Corey and Tawny Finneran. That was a fun time. We talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, like two hours. There's about an hour and 40 minute episode, I think. Uh, and as a matter of fact, there's a link for that in the Facebook group as well. But you can search for them in iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you find podcast Podcasters Group Therapy. And you can hear us discuss podcasting within a network and outside of a network and the pros and cons. A good discussion, I thought. Yeah, and 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 I have to say, hats off to uh, to Corey for editing what what would have been roughly three hours of audio to get that show together. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we recorded an episode of Trivial Warfare, hosted by Jonathan Oaks. We've reviewed this show in the past. I know a lot of you guys are listeners, and uh, we went and did an episode head to head. Josh, you and me, mano and mano. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, and you're going to be able to hear it soon. In the meantime, though, you can vote on who you think won by going to our Facebook group. It's just that simple. Everything's happening in the Facebook group, Josh. I know who I'm voting for. <laughs> you're not voting at all because you're not on Facebook. So look at that. You, you can get Rachel to vote, though. There you I'm go. Not voting. It'll be, uh, man, I think it's going to be interesting to see so, how our listeners vote because here's how I've always pictured our dynamic. You, by far, carry the show, right? You do most of the heavy lifting, and I'm able to sit back and just take pot shots. So I would imagine that you would win in a landslide. So far, we're dead even. Half half of the voters so far think you won the contest. Half the voters so far think I won the contest. So but half of you are incredibly smart, and half of you are ridiculous. Maybe half of them don't listen to our podcast. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, but here's here's another cool little kicker, Josh. We decided to put a little wager on the game. Oh, yeah, we did. I forgot. So for those of, of you who have been listening to us for a long time, maybe you remember when we reviewed a podcast called Rob Has a Podcast, uh, hosted by Rob Sesternino. Uh, they're part of the Podcast One Network, and it's all about reality TV shows. He covers The Bachelor and uh, Survivor and Amazing Race. Amazing Race and Big Brother, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as a lot of reality TV show, like miniseries or specials as well. It's, it's just very reality TV focused. Uh, a neat show. They worked very hard. They built up a huge community over there. We reviewed it, and I did not care for it. I pretty much savaged it. This was back in our pod on pod days. So we thought, wouldn't it be cute if uh, whoever lost the game in Trivial Warfare has to write a love letter to Rob Sesternino? So know that that's coming. On our Valentine's Day episode this this year, uh, whatever episode comes out around uh, February uh, 14th, we will read that love letter on the air uh, right here on the podcast for you. Whoever was the loser in our Trivial Warfare matchup, they're going to have to own up and uh, and write that love letter to Rob Sesternino and uh, Rob has a podcast. So I think that's a little something extra for the uh, listeners to look forward to. Cool the stuff. only way to, uh, well, I guess there's two ways to find out who won. One is to listen to the Trivial Warfare episode, and the other one is just wait till Valentine's Day. 
Yeah, I think the Trivial Warfare episode comes out like February 1st or February 2nd. As soon as it's up, we'll post that in the Facebook group as well, and, and I'll share it out on all of our social media areas. And, and of course, I'll mention it again when it's available um, after we record that week, too. Uh, but that is our big listener feedback as far as the ongoing changes to the show. Thanks to everybody for letting us know what you think about what we've done so far and things we're looking to add. We appreciate your patience and appreciate you sticking with us while we retool a little bit. Right now, though... Let's get into today's review as we're going to be discussing The Reed. Oh, who are are you? Who am I? Yeah, The Reed always opens up with Kid Fury be like, I'm the Powerball. And Chris will be like, I'm so-and-so. I'm the Bulldog. The Bulldog? Yeah. Um, I go after it voraciously. I'm the Grim Reaper. (laughs) Because you bring death and destruction? To a ton of celebrities. You know, Lemmy had to go. David Bowie had to go. Ooh, uh, you know who didn't get nearly enough FaceTime uh, whenever they passed away? Who? Angus Scrim. Angus Scrim. He's ACDC? N- no, no, he's the tall man from Phantasm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's an Angus in ACDC, though, too, right? Yeah. Uh, when you, you, I was thinking along the lines of Bowie and whatnot, uh, Bowie and Lemmy. Which, by the way, did you see the, the, the giant Bowie parade in New Orleans yesterday? No. Yeah, or maybe it was Saturday, but there was a there was a huge there was a second line in celebration of David Bowie in New Orleans. Thousands of people showed up. Arcade Fire was there and hosted right it and on. stuff. It was really really neat. Uh, I'm I'm very glad to so see that's why I'm the him celebrated. Yeah. All right. Well, you're you're doing it, man. You're bringing. Uh, 2016's been tough Which, on cool celebrities so far. I have to tell you what we just did is how they start their show every time, and it's such a sneaky way to get in headlines and topics. Uh, I hadn't thought about it like that, but you're right. It is very interesting. So before we get into actually breaking the show down in our categories, what what in general is this show about, Josh? I feel like this show is an entertainment podcast focused on pop culture with a very strong through line of people of color. Mm -hmm. uh, And it is also peppered with activism. So... The show that it reminded me of most in imagining it and hearing about it, and then definitely once I began to listen to it, the tone that the two hosts have with each other and in general about life as they discuss uh, the events of the day, so to speak, reminded me a lot of Throwing Shade from the Max Fun Network, which we reviewed quite a while back. Throwing Shade is a show that in general covers pop culture items, but they cover it from the angle of a gay man and a woman. They talk about feminism. They talk about LGBTQ issues, et cetera. And they talk about the day's events and the day's headlines through that filter. This is a show that does that exact exact same thing, but for minorities and in particular people of color. Kid... Fury. I should say Kid Rock. Kid Fury. Kid Rock is not an African-American man. Kid Fury is not only African-American, isn't he gay? I would say yes. I was pre- I, Again, it's not like a major topic of concern, and I don't know enough about him uh, from his life, but I definitely got that feeling. If he's not gay, he's very much an advocate and an ally of the community. Crystal is a strong feminist black woman like, and comes off that way in the show. I loved it because the number one thing to me is about experiencing and really listening 
to alternative viewpoints. No matter whether you like the the pop culture stuff that these people focus on. For instance, Kid Fury is way into video games in a way that I am not really into video games. And comic books. Comic books, yes. Even more so than I am, I think, in, in a lot of ways. Like, I like comic book movies. I like superheroes. But I'm not actively in the comic book world. I'm not reading trades from week to week, you know. Kid Fury's plugged into that community. They're both way into hip-hop in a way that I am not. And yet... Hearing their discussions, hearing their concerns, their daily issues, the things that gripe them about pop culture and the headlines, the way the media covers items and stuff, it is incredibly important to take in those viewpoints from other people just so you can be a fully fleshed out and and knowledgeable human being yourself. Like If you don't expose yourself to those other viewpoints, you walk through life closed-minded and colorblind, I think, in a lot of ways, in a bad way colorblind in that you don't see the real shape of things i'm gonna be honest parts okay there are definitely parts of this show that make me uncomfortable as a middle class white male there are parts of it that there are definitely views that i've never even thought about and i don't know what that says about me and some of these issues i'm still not sure how i feel but it has stretched me to reconsider my stance on a lot. And I think and I think the reason this show does that does this and the reason I'm, I'm sticking with it and the reason that I like it so much is, is for the exact opposite reason of a show like The Thinking Atheist. Mm. The Thinking Atheist kind of sets his viewpoint out there by really kind of t- attacking others and belittling other others beliefs to where this show kid fury and chris will do a good job of showing you the issues by supporting their own stance yeah and those are two different ways to do things man advocacy through positive positivity yeah. versus negativity yeah so there are there are several times where i'm like man is it like you know what we'll just go ahead and 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 i have two clips excellent one is going to kind of show the kind of pop culture discussion topical side. And the second one is going to show the advocacy of of people of color issues. Okay. Right? So the first one is, and by the way, this is one of my wife's favorite podcasts. Whenever we get in the car to go anywhere now, she wants me to play an episode of The Read. And she really identifies with Kid Fury because of the types of things that he likes and the types of things that he's passionate about, she also is. So, for example, in this one, they're talking about how during the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, Missy Elliott came out and everybody was like, ooh, who's this? They're trying to they, – who? I don't know who this person thinks they are, but they're obviously trying to be Nicki Minaj. Right. And after and after the Super Bowl, this is all this is all the bull crap that Rachel was reading me. Right. Like she got pretty fired up about it. Um, She loves Missy Elliott. She's a dancer. So like it was it, it blew her little mind that the younger group have have no reference for who Missy Elliott is. And uh, Kid Fury also took issue with this. So you're about to hear it right now. But who you will not (laughs) compare her to is Missy Elliott. Let me take you on a trip. Oh, Lord. Missy Elliott. (laughs) 
Missy Elliott boomed onto the music scene mm. in the early 90s. Yes, take us back. Okay. I believe that her debut solo album, Super Duper Fly, was 96 or 97 or so. We're talking about the Biggie Tupac era when they had just passed. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was a time in music where even in just rap alone, there were not one, two, or three women rapping. There were tons of who were out here doing it. You had Kim. You had Foxy. You had Trina. You had Eve. You had Light. You had Yo-Yo. You had so many women who were rapping. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Did you even know that Angie Martinez rapped? Everybody. The Brat. All of these women were rapping yes. and were successful at the same time. Keep in mind, a lot of these didn't even like each other at the time. But you want to know who they did like? Missy Elliott mm. and Missy not only showed them love, they showed love right back. They were jumping for joy to work with Missy Elliott. Mm -hmm. And your your girl that you stand out for right now is a product of those women. She's a product of Kim. And there's no way that you, I mean, I'm not choosing sides. I don't choose sides. I choose facts. And the fact of the matter is <laughs> that Nicki Minaj took elements of plenty of other rappers, made it work for herself, and created an empire. And that is to be applauded. But you ain't going to compare her to somebody that male and female rappers were dying to work with. Missy Elliott was a rapper who said, you know what? It's just I'm, I'm friends with this Tim who like, we grew up in the same neighborhood and stuff. And he does his like beat thing. And you know, Timbaland, who produces music for everybody, yeah. who has made hits for Beyonce, who did all of Justin Timberlake's it's mm -hmm. you listen mm. y'all done pissed me off because what you won't do is ever in your life try missy the misdemeanor whole entire elliot mm. not on my not on my watch that almost made one of my don't miss moments too, did it actually. really yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love like the fury that he brought out on that man like you could tell he was angry that she was being disrespected well, i didn't and, and think um, uh, dismissed. I didn't. I didn't realize how few female rappers there were right now. I mean, look when, when Iggy Azalea shows up at the top of the of the charts, like that tells you how small the pool is. I like think. he's naming everybody from back in the day. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize they weren't still creating content and making music. Well, it, you know, it's hard in the music industry period to have longevity. Like that, it is specifically set up to churn out your your hit and then throw you out the back door you know because we're bringing in the new talent and then to think that it has gone on that way so long that people don't even know who missy elliott is anymore yeah it's a shame man uh so that, that's a good clip that's a, a very good way to start okay the second clip okay um is from their live episode in london i did not hear that one yeah, so they did a live episode in London. They took questions from the crowd uh, because, you know, like the show is set up how they introduce themselves as I'm so-and-so and I'm so-and-so. And then that kind of generates some topics like we did at the beginning of this show. And then they give out black e e black excellence. Yes. Um, and they give it to somebody who's doing something great for the black community or who's made a statement or who's done this, that, or the other, which is fantastic. Um and then they get in the topics, they do the read, and then they have uh, listener emails, right? Mm -hmm. And so they took, uh, from the live episode, they took questions from the crowd. And one of the questions, or one of the things was, 
um, this lady has created a yoga class strictly for people of color, right? Yes. Minorities can come in. They have their own space. They can feel comfortable. They can do the yoga. All that is great. When they first said this, I go, hmm, man, that's kind of weird. Like, why why would anybody need to do that? Why would anybody need to create uh, their own space, something that is there? Why can't everybody just come together and do yoga together? Uh, and then I thought about every yoga ad I had seen is always some white person doing yoga. Um Rachel has workout DVDs for yoga, and the the person leading it is always a white lady. Um, and I didn't put it in the context of white people got all the yoga. Yeah, I mean, like, and it's not like that's a white practice. Like, the <laughs> yoga right. is not something that the, that Indo Europeans began. You know what I mean? Right. Like and so this lady was dealing with. You know, comments of "Oh, you're for for having a space of your own. You're racist," uh, which is pretty ridiculous. And I thought I, I kind of turned myself around on it. Like, no, who cares if that's what they want to do and that's their space and that then that makes them comfortable and it's something for them. Then who, white, black, it doesn't matter. I mean, why would you say anything to a person doing something for themselves? And yet, here's the negativity. Yeah. Yeah, so and so here's here is uh that clip. So I was wondering um I'm not sure if you would have heard of it, but here there was a um it was maybe a year or so where a woman I think her last name was Mustafa, she um she created like a space for black and minority ethnics um and said that white people couldn't come. Um and so it was it was a space <laughs> It was a space of pe- for people of color, yeah. and um, she basically got reamed for it, um, and I think there was a petition for her to lose her job, um, and that sort of thing. Um, and I'm facing a similar thing with a people of color space I'm trying to create, um, and also a friend of mine who's doing like a women of color yoga um, class has got similar things where she'll get messages from white people saying it's racist and segregation. And I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering if <laughs> segregation. Yeah, um, it's like y'all don't have all the yoga. <laughs> Every yoga studio, y'all stole from the Indians. Pick literally anyone else. Like, you mad because you can't continue. (laughs) Um, So I was just wondering, I've been mostly ignoring the comments, and um, so so is she, but it does get quite harrowing just sort of every time we have a new meetup and then get messages all the time, and she's gotten phone calls. And and so it's just, I was wondering how you would, I guess, address that too. I mean, are you putting specifically like white people are not allowed? I'm not. On and neither Facebook is she. We're just saying anyone who identifies as a person of color is welcome to come. So then what, what is the big deal then? Like it's what, just that people think There's that. nothing saying white women, you're welcome here and that's the problem because they hate, like I told the boy who's having a problem in his job, all they want is to feel like everybody's nice to them and everybody, like they're just no. allowed and welcome everywhere. Right. They want, they feel like they should be allowed to have everything. Like, they feel as though 
they should not be excluded from anything. They should have free reign to say what they want, do what they want, be where they want, have what they want, buy what they want. And if you tell them that they can't, or not even that they can't, if you just imply that this is something for, you know, just for us, because we want to build something for us. We want to build something for us because you have everything else. Right. You have everything else, and we just want to slice out a little corner just for us, so that we can feel like we belong too. So no, honky, you can't come to yoga, Go to somebody else's yoga. All the yoga is yours. Every class, everything. Why do you have to have this too? Why? 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 Seriously, that's what I want to know. Why? So you can, let's slide right back to America. You can shoot us dead in the street just for being black. Yeah. For Ever. And we say black lives matter. No, but all lives matter. Yes, bitch, we know that even your life matters too to somebody. But we're talking about this. Why does everything have to be yours? You can't come and do downward dog here. Bitch. Get over it. <laughs> Remind yourself that racism is the reason that people of color need their own space in the first place. It's not racist to create a space for ourselves. It's racism that makes us need a space for ourselves. So the fact that you all are doing something good for you and your community is all you need to be worried about. If white people are mad, then good, because white people default setting is mad. So it's just how the fuck they are. Let them be mad. I just don't understand. It is so frustrating to me for like, I don't understand. It's like you are totally erasing the history of like racial tension and whatever else across the globe. Like, and then you on top of that, you want to add insult to injury by saying, not just that, oh, like I would like to come to your yoga class or I would like to come to your, your people of color space or whatever, but it, you are racist because you created it. a space for, for people that look like you when white people literally built countries and empires for people that look like them on the backs of us. Straight like that, girl. Good luck. <laughs> That's really good. And, the, you know, the, the like the broader point of the idea of reverse racism. And again, it's just like it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. I don't think people I don't think generally your average person that holds that opinion that, oh, well, it, you know, well, you hear somebody say, how can there be BET? There's no white entertainment television. Everything like, is white entertainment. Yeah, it's every other channel, yeah. doofus. It's every <laughs> it's other every, channel. Every other channel. So, so but here's the, like the the person that says that. I don't think generally it comes out of a place of hate. It's they they see a thing and they and it doesn't make sense to them because they're not exposed to enough other viewpoints. Yes. They don't see all the places where people are excluded. So, so you gotta expose yourself to that. Yeah, and here's because I thought about I've thought about white privilege a lot. Um, you know, since I've started started listening to the reading. Here's the thing. Here's here's I think something that's important is if people understand there's white privilege, right? And I think there's no like there's no arguing that there is, right? Then I think both both sides also have to understand that what may come off as racist isn't always coming from a place of hate often and and, and it may not even often it's coming from a place of ignorance. Uh, yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter right? is just because you are not fully aware of how you are unjustly ahead of many of your fellow citizens right. doesn't make it any less hurtful when you realize you are losing advantages or privileges or whatever. Yes. Like the fact that those privileges weren't fair to begin with doesn't necessarily ring true with everyone. Yeah. So these are the type of things that 
um, that this podcast in particular over pretty much any other podcast that we've that we've listened to these are the types of things that it's made me kind of pause at mm-hmm. and these are the kinds of things of you know that sometimes make me uncomfortable listening to it and if i stop listening to something just because it makes me uncomfortable then i'm not going to grow as a person or i'm not getting everything i should out of it or if it's making me uncomfortable that's why i go that's where i take a pause and go okay why for yeah. example the the whole yoga thing like Right off and she said, I was like, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Why would you have yoga for just people of color? Like, why can't everybody do yoga together? And by the end of it, I'd kind of go, all right, yeah, no, that makes sense. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and it's it's just like it's like Greg Shelton said the other day uh, in our in the feedback, listener feedback about us reviewing podcasts that that we're not necessarily interested in. This is the beauty of the medium of podcasting, I think. The fact of the matter is a show like this, The Read, wouldn't exist in traditional media on TV or on radio or anything like that because, first of all, they would probably be curtailed from some of their more radical ideas or expressions or or thoughts. But even if you found an outlet where they wanted you to be a little radical and a little out there for your voice, then they wouldn't allow or wouldn't want as much of the humor and the and the frivolity and some of the silliness that comes into this podcast. And to me, that's what makes it all, like, it's palatable. Yes, there are moments in every episode where I, as a straight white guy in my middle age, am uncomfortable. There are also moments where I'm just giggling with oh, yeah. good people. You, you, know? you want to know what else I think is, so we're, we're really crushing content right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, we jumped ahead here. We're going to yeah. get back to host likability so in a minute. Here's, uh, Here's what I think is I don't I don't think that they put it in this perspective when they thought of it. Like here's what I thought. So Kid Fury almost every, beginning of every episode comes out horribly singing some song. <laughs> Off key, just bad, right? Yes. But here's what that does. Like I hear that and it kind of makes me smile. I go, oh man, now. Nah. Like, I don't feel so bad whenever I'm singing to myself in or, the car. Or one-note whistling. Oh, yeah. I can one-note <laughs> whistle like nobody else, right? Because I just don't hear music. I like music, but I can't hear myself, what I'm doing. And, like, he does it, and it is <laughs> it is comically bad sometimes. But whenever he does that, it completely disarms you. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, here's somebody I can relate to. Well, let's, let's hear. Let's hear what he has to say. It's another way. It's we're such all, a small thing. It is such yes. a small thing. But we're all alike. We're, we all do that. We all sing horribly in the shower or in our car yeah. when we're alone. When your song comes on, you let loose. That's just the way we are. That's a human quality, and it reminds us how we're all alike. So let's get to host likability for a second, because I've got a, a great clip here that really fits into this pretty well. Uh, it, this comes from uh, the episode called Dehi. It's about forty-three minutes in or so. Um, and Kid Fury in particular is talking about a, a time, an issue. We on- probably should have done this at the beginning of the show. If you've been listening so far with your kids around, we're sorry. This I'll show is an in. explicit show. This show's explicit. They're talking to each other just like you would talk to your buddy on the street. It's explicit in language and in subject matter as well. Yes. Like this sexually is, occasionally. Yeah. Definitely as far as like cultural issues and racial uh, strife and things like that. These are very adult topics. Yeah. So these aren't for kids unless you're a really cool parent. <laughs> unless you're a really cool parent. Um, so, but this comes from the He episode and Kid Fury is talking about a moment, an issue on which he was wrong. He was ignorant 
and how he's been educated over time and how his viewpoint has changed because he was exposed to others' lives and experiences. Um, so here's that clip. I don't. That's trash. I don't get that. And I've always been like sensitive, mostly because I feel like as a gay man, like sexuality and gender identity are completely different things. And we've talked about that before, but I feel like transgender people deal with a, a an amount of hate and oppression and scorn that mm-hmm. I can relate to, but I can't because it's different. Like I, I can relate to it in the fact that I understand people being hateful towards you because of something that they just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And even your own people, like black, Latin, white, whatever. You know, so I get it from that perspective and it bothers me and I feel like I'm especially sensitive to that. Like when we had the 305 Live party and there was a trans person there and she came to me and she was like, you know, I was trying to go to the bathroom and one of the security guards told me that, you know, I couldn't be in the bathroom there. And I had to get on the microphone and be like... Oh, yeah, if you don't want to be here, I mean, if you have a problem with that, you can come see me about it and I'll cuss your out face to face. But we going to where we want to in this tonight. Lord. You know, like I don't <laughs> see Kid Fury said it, too. You got to listen to the other. So if you're uh, if, if you're a Baptist like us, you got to check out the the um, the thinking atheist. If you're uh, a white guy, you got to listen to the read. If you're straight, you need to go listen to throwing shade. You know, like you need to expose yourself to other people and their lives and hear what's going on with them really get to understand the fact that we're all our buddy Richard says sometimes people go through life as if everybody else is a non-player character right they're not we're all people everybody's people the people the lady that was mean to you today at McDonald's cash register that's a person and she's got a whole life that you don't know about so just be a little calmer and patient and more kind to one another I love this show because it's it's exposed even somebody who's throwing the fire Kid Fury is throwing the flames He's also owning, though, the, the ways that he's wrong in his own life and how he's had to evolve. Yeah, it's. I feel like Kid Fury currently, right now, is my favorite podcaster. So let's go to production values, because I think this is going to be another area where you like them. They're minimal, man. Intro, in, in and out. Out, done. It's really all you need for nothing the vast muddies, majority of podcasts. Nothing muddies up the conversation, yeah. right? Which I think for a, a podcast like this is important. Yes. Especially because these guys, you know, I make fun of you a lot for going on rants or going or, or talking 10 minutes straight, <laughs> right? Uh, but this, this show is really kind of predicated on that, um, which also highlights Crystal is such a bad <laughs> co-host. Like, do you know how hard it is for me not to interrupt you? And sometimes I do and we step over each other. She... Let's her boy breathe. And not only that, but some sometimes when he's really been throwing the flame, she comes in and just acknowledges it for a minute. Let's the audience cool down too. Yeah. Boy. Boy, you were hot on that, weren't you? All right. Okay then. And uh, gives it a few seconds before she goes into her own response. Well, she also will open it up for him. She goes, Hey, like he got a new puppy recently, right? And she goes, Look, I heard you toss in that you're a new mammy. Just get it just get it off your chest. Here's just talk about you and your new puppy right now. <laughs> And she lets him do it, and then they move on to the they move on to the next topic. Yeah, she is she is a she's uh, a great co-host. She's a very man. great co-host in that way. You're right. Uh, so let's get into the audio quality, consistent and solid. It's not it's not the 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 best audio quality of any of the shows that we've ever uh, listened to. But there's nothing wrong in any of the episodes that I heard either. Well, they also I, I feel like um, 
I feel like they do a lot of the same issues that I have with with mic control. Mm. Sometimes I'm in the mic, sometimes I'm out of the mic. It's really based on how I feel and what emotion I'm going through and how hurrah. And I'm, I'm moving all around the studio, which isn't always great. And then whenever any time here's a here anytime you see a podcast that says live episode, just expect less quality when it comes to audio. That's I mean that's what that that's what live really means yes yes almost precisely so let's get to uh some of our don't miss moments josh i in particular loved the episode titled anal training day i didn't even listen to that when i chose not to well let me tell you it's pretty fantastic for the titular story but also for this part of the episode so this comes about 24 minutes in or so and they get to talking about your friend and mine Chris Brown, the uh, musician, of course, famous for uh, his musical career, but also for his physical altercations with uh, his girlfriend, Rihanna. I, I find Kid Fury's take on Chris very, very interesting. And also, I whenever I think of Chris Brown, him and Drake don't get along. Oh, do they not? That, I didn't know that. I don't think so. It makes sense. Cause, I mean, Drake's all about Rihanna too, right? But here's the thing. Come on, man. Drake, you're Canadian. <laughs> So here's here's what Kid Fury and Crystal have to say about Chris Brown and uh, and how they they uh, occasionally uh, get to hope and he'll do all right. But I've never been like a stan. I've never found him like sexually attractive. Mm-mm. I did click on those nudes, but you know that's just curiosity. Just, I have to see yeah, him, you, you know. But at the same time, like I've never really been attached to Chris Brown like that. But something about I just want him to do well. Yeah. And he's been kind of flying underneath the radar now, taking care of the baby. I love seeing the pictures with them two, two together. Yeah. I love the that album is really cover. Cute. So Yeah, it was adorable. She's so like she's just asleep and laying on his chest and he looks like he's not high and it's just heartwarming. It's adorable. Like it's just really precious. So I'm hoping that this is a good album from Chris and that this is like but see we do this every five weeks. Every time. Like I'm not getting comfortable <laughs> with this. I'm just gonna well, say like maybe now is the time for Chris Brown. Hopefully Look, he's you been get it together. Under the radar and not out here being a cokehead. Like in fact, we probably ruined the trajectory of this <laughs> by bringing it up. Because I feel like us saying it, it's like it's us. We shouldn't. Bring Part it up. of me feels like we keep saying Chris it, Brown. and then something happens, okay. and it's just like there it is. Like I feel like now we're not gonna make it to Christmas okay. before he. No, up. And I feel no, like we have I to have to like. Faith. Or maybe we should just not bring up Chris Brown no more. <laughs> yes, because I feel like every time we do it, he's like, mm, mm. I'm going to go blow something up. <laughs> <laughs> like, Getting a little itching to do something f***ed up. Uh, anyway. They will, they will praise somebody and give them props, and eventually that person always lets them down. <laughs> down. <laughs> so, but, but one more don't miss moment from, from that, well, not from that episode, but uh, um Another episode, this is the Curried Class episode, uh, which is uh, a great one. One of the main stories, the primary story, the story that becomes the title, is they're talking about the negativity surrounding Steph Curry and his wife. Apparently, on the internet, that's a real big couple to poke fun at or to try to bring down in one way or another. And, And Crystal, in particular, uses it as an opportunity to discuss, in general, the attitude of negativity that is 
so pervasive on the internet. So this is a really good clip too. There's nothing really that comes to mind that's negative about that family when you look at them. So it's like you just have this batch of fools on the internet. (laughs) They're just waiting for a moment to throw scandal in that to like decimate it. I mean, I saw the issue with what Aisha said. I just didn't think it deserved that much anger or for that that long. Like, it would have just been a, okay, girl, I mean, you tried that type of situation from me if I had even cared enough to address it in the first place. Thank you. So. And in a lot of ways, Josh, I think that brings it all right back home to what we were talking about in the beginning. The difference between this podcast and so many others, even though it is about advocacy in some ways and it is about, um, you know, exposing and explaining that uh, different viewpoint than a lot of our audience or, or ourselves might have. It is about doing that from a place of positivity versus negativity. You can build up or you can tear down. And, you know, we're recording this on Martin Luther King Day. And I read the quote again. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Uh, Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. It's a great example, man. If you see problems in the world, the way to fix that is not sitting on the sidelines and complaining or whining or tearing down the people who are doing it now. The, The way to fix it is to get out there, get your hands dirty and get into it. Build. Well, it's so hard. It's so hard whenever you whenever you come across someone who is, let's say they're being positive, but they're not being positive for you. They're mm. not being an advocate for you. It is hard to not view that as an attack on you. Well, it's because we've when all you got... Have abs- well, it's not about you at all. Yeah. We, well, it's because we've all got the zero-sum game mentality. Like... it. If anyone gains, then I must lose. And that's not the case. Like, there is an abundance. We live in a world full of abundance. And yes, times are tough, but they are equally tough for pretty much all of us. We're all down here in the mire uh, mucking along together. That's not true. (laughs) As two white guys, again. (laughs) Yeah, some of us are more in the mire than others. (laughs) Well, you can't really. You are in the mire of white guy. (laughs) Yes, yes. Right? We are not in the mire of the world of color. Yes. Yeah. Or, or women for that matter. Like we're not in the mire for, you know, gays and lesbians. We don't know. Yes. Or transvestites, you know, like the life of a transvestite, a very much more difficult life than mine. Probably. Yeah. So, so no, Joel, we are not all in the mire. And, And that my friends is the lesson of the read. There you go. Um, folks, that is uh, the review this week as we talked about The Read featuring Kid Fury and Crystal. You can check it out. It's all over uh, the web, as a matter of fact, but you can find them at loudspeakernetwork.com or just search for The Read in iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere else you found podcasts. Uh, next episode, we're going to be discussing the show. You must remember this. It's all about old Hollywood and uh, and starlets. It's a uh, another single podcaster show, um, one that I'm interested to Those discuss. Those are tough. It's hard work, man. It man. is. And again, we've discussed this in the past. You got to be a little crazy to pull off one of those shows, to, to put in the work, to put in the research, and to have the passion to keep doing it and, and producing those uh, week after week, episode after episode. That's that's a hard uh, schlag to pull. But we'll be discussing that next week. If you've got feedback, we'd love to hear it. Email us at alwayslisteningpod at gmail.com or join us on the Facebook group, facebook.com. Search for Always Listening Podcast Enthusiasts. And don't forget to answer our poll who you think won uh, Trivial Warfare, Josh or Joel, and uh, we'll have those results for you. ASAP. Josh, you got anything else to add? Nope. All right, man. Uh, That's another great review. Thanks for joining us at alwayslisteningpod.com. And until next episode, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are always listening.
Always Listening is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find more great reviews and our full list of episodes by searching for Always Listening in iTunes or Stitcher. Or go to blogtalkradio.com slash alwayslisteningpod. Find us on Facebook and Twitter as well, Always Listening Pod, and email the show, alwayslisteningpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Enough by Bethany Rayburn. Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.